A blessed Sunday, everyone, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm so happy to see all of you today, and what a great opportunity it is to preach God's Word to you this Hope Sunday. I'd like to welcome Principal, uh, Board of Trustees, as well as some teachers. Some of you have been my teachers, as well as those who are working at Hope Christian High School. I also like to welcome some alumni here. Uh, thank you for worshiping with us this morning. And what a year it is for hope. It's been 77 years of God's faithfulness. Can we give God a big round of applause for that? So we have been going through the book of Numbers starting the first week of October. And today is our ninth week and the last week for us to investigate this wonderful book in the Bible. So we started exploring the book of Numbers with the setting in the wilderness. At first, everything went well to God's people, for they carefully obey everything that the Lord commanded them to do. And along the way, we see problems left and right because of people's rebellion and disobedience. Their journey to the promised land need to wait for 40 years instead of just 12-day journey. Moses, the Lord uses, has two siblings, Aaron as well as Miriam, both opposed him. And we see few weeks ago, Moses himself gets disqualified. So in our passage today, the time for Moses to die is about to come. And you know, even knowing that, I admire Moses, for he still thinks of the rebellious people, the Israelites. We can, we can approach our passage today by looking at how leadership was transferred from Moses to Joshua. But you know, as I am preparing, what caught my attention more than the how is the why. Why Moses would made such a request to God. You know, after hearing that his time was about to come, Moses spoke to the Lord in verse 16 and 17. Let's look at the screen for the passage. And this is what Moses said. Let the Lord, the God of the spirit of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in so that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep that have no shepherd. So Moses himself see the Israelites as sheep that has no shepherd. And it was God himself who chose Joshua to take over Moses. Today, what I want us to focus on is to being a shepherd to other people. And since the name of Joshua appeared, we will try to examine how Moses 
and Joshua met God. And you know, the Bible refers to none other than Jesus Christ himself as the true shepherd. When we were born, all of us here are sheep without a shepherd. No one is born of a Christian. And we all have our different stories as to how we met Jesus Christ. And you know, before I studied at Hope Christian High School, no one in our family is a Christian. Growing up, we were six in the family. So my parents, my grandma, and three of us siblings. And I am the middle child, and we're just two years apart in terms of age. So my parents were just regular employees. We live very far, just there, in consolidated building. So the building beside the newly renovated Hope. And you know, like any other families who have challenges, ours is financial challenges. And challenges become tougher when the three of us siblings need to go schooling at the same time. Lot of schools to choose from, but we ended up in Hope because Hope had the cheapest tuition fee back then. Amen? <laughs> so not because Hope is a Christian, but because of the tuition fee. So my grandma was the first to become Christian in our family. So thanks to a lot of Christian neighbors back then in consolidate, consolidated building who shared the gospel to her. And you know, she was about 70 years old when she received Christ in her life. And, he were, and she were able to serve the Lord for another 20 years before God calls her home. And my parents become Christian when I was in high school. But I don't know how, but God is so good. The next thing I know is that they were baptized here in UECP, one at a time. And as for us three siblings, we get to know about God, and at least for those uh, chapel services at Hope about the basic of Jesus Christ. And I thank God that today, the three of us accept Christ into our lives. But you know, Moses encountered God relatively late in his life. According to our passage, not our passage, sorry, other passage, according to Acts chapter 7, verse 23, Moses was 40 years old when he fled from Egypt to Midian. And few verses after, in Acts 7, verse 30, it says another 40 years had passed. Then came the burning bush encounter of Moses with God. So roughly, Moses was around 80 years old when he encountered God. So Moses was 10 years older than my grandma. And we know that Moses gets to live 120 years old, giving him 40 years of life with a shepherd guiding him, using him to deliver Israelites out of Egypt. So for Moses, 80 years old is the start of his encounter with God. Now for Joshua, his name first appeared in Exodus chapter 17 when the Israelites battled the Amalekites. 
And in Numbers 11, verse 28, it says that Joshua had been Moses' aide since youth. So probably, Moses was the one shepherding him all along. Some of us here might be like Moses. Nobody shepherded us. But God himself made a way to reach out to us. Then we made him our shepherd. Some of us might be like Joshua. There are people who shepherd us and point us to the ultimate shepherd, which is Jesus Christ. But regardless, my first point is that all of us here need the true shepherd. All of us here need Jesus Christ. Can you tell your neighbor right now, you need Jesus? And then reply back, lahat tayo. <laughs> okay? So, in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, there was a record of, of uh, Jesus' story feeding the 5,000. At this time, Jesus and his disciples were very much hungry. And so they decided to go into the boat, to go into a desolate place for them to have lunch or dinner. But you know, many recognized them and went ahead of them. And when Jesus went ashore, the passage say he saw the great crowd. And Jesus had compassion for them, for he sees them as sheep without a shepherd. Jesus' compassion led him not only to feed the 5,000, but also Jesus taught them a lot of things. So, hindi lang po food, no? but a lot of teachings. You see, my friends, compassion is very much crucial when we really want to care for other people. For those people that, that has no shepherd, and without compassion, it is very difficult or it might be impossible to love or to care for other people. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is full of compassion. And his compassion made him to go out to people who were rejects, who were outcasts during their time. He made contact with people with skin diseases, even though if nakakahawa po yun. At one point in his life, he even had a dine-in with a tax collector. And he even reached out to the most difficult people to mingle with, and that is the Samaritan people. So if we want to care for the sheep, we need to have compassion. I believe if Moses is without compassion, he would have given up on the Israelites long time ago. And I know that some of us here struggled with compassion. My suggestion, effective suggestion, is to pray. And God will help you. For compassion is part of God's character. And don't you worry, my friends. We will always have sheep without shepherd in our midst. But that is the problem. But the opportunity means it that there is unlimited time or ways to show compassion to them. Now let us look at what is a responsibility of a shepherd. No? 
shepherd people, parang farmer, farming, the plant, farming, di ba? So parang di mo masyadong naintindihan. So let's look at our passage. And we can understand it better by looking at the New Living Translation of the same passage. In verse 17, it says, Moses, the one talking, give someone who will guide them wherever they go and lead them into battle so that the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So here we can see that a shepherd is someone who will guide wherever you go and lead wherever there is battle. Siya nangunguna pag may battle. And you know, no matter how old we get, no matter how many uh, education we attain, there will always be limitations about what we do know and what to do. In other words, uncertainties is always present. And only Jesus can guide us wherever, for He knows everything. And there is nothing hidden from Him. Another is that only Jesus knows our purpose, as only He can give us purpose to live. And speaking of battles, I'm sure many of us today know that so long as you're living in this fallen world, there is no graduation from battles. Whether the battles is physical, emotional, or even spiritual, having Jesus makes battles lighter to carry. I can only imagine those people that have no Jesus How can they survive battles when battles in life come together all at once? Now, we may ask, will we survive without a shepherd? So we can put it, if Moses didn't ask God to send someone and just let the Israelites strategize on their own to conquer the promised land, do you think they will be successful? By this time, the Israelites were already 2 million in numbers. Will the Israelites just survive by just being more cooperative with one another? The answer is still no. They will just die in the hands of their enemies. In Isaiah 53 verse 6, it describes human like this. All of us, or all we like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned, every single one of us, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And in the same way, I think those people who don't have Jesus will just exist, but they will never truly live They will probably wait for the day they die and then just go to eternal punishment. In John chapter 10, verse 10 to 11, Jesus himself described as the good shepherd. Let me read what Jesus offers, what kind of a shepherd he is. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. 
By then, we know that Jesus had not laid down his life. But fast forward today, Jesus is indeed true to his word. He laid down his life to his ship more than 2,000 years ago. So all of us here need Jesus. All of us here need the shepherd. Another is that everything in the Bible points to Jesus. If Moses frees the Israelites from slavery to Egypt, Jesus himself frees us from the slavery to sin. Now, if Joshua led the Israelites out to conquer the promised land, Jesus himself will help us experience the promises of his Father in our lives. And here is an interesting idea or trivia. Did you know that the name Joshua and the name Jesus are the same, although in different languages? So the Greek form is Jesus, and the Hebrew form is Joshua. Both forms of the name means that the Lord is salvation. Now you may ask, if I have Jesus, is our mission on earth over? It is just the beginning. In fact, what we must do till God calls us home is to keep on pointing people to Jesus. We become shepherd of Jesus here on earth to those who are still lost. How many have you bring to Jesus Christ? And so that to be clear, I just want to be clear, when I say Jesus as our shepherd, it means Jesus taking control over our lives. But when I say that we become shepherd to other people, what I mean is that we point them to Jesus so that Jesus himself will take control of their lives. And we never take control of other people's lives. And being a shepherd to a good shepherd or sheep is easy. But the reality is, being a shepherd to fallen human is never easy. But Jesus himself did it anyway. In Romans 5 verse 6 to 8, a familiar verse to all of us, it says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for the righteous person, although perhaps for a good, good person, one would dare even to die. But God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'm very confident that Moses and Joshua knew that being a shepherd to the Israelites is not easy. They witness how they rebel, how they disobey, and keep on doing those things all over again. Heavy ba? And to make this heavier, let's look at the book of Deuteronomy, where God tells Moses what the future outcome will be. Diniscloze na ni God ano yung response ng mga tao. And let me read it for us in Deuteronomy 31. Verse 16, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you are about to lie down 
with your fathers. Then these people will rise and whore after the foreign gods among, among them in the land that they are entering. And they will forsake me and break my covenant that I have made with them. These words of the Lord happened right after Joshua died, where the era of judges come in and where we see the cycle of sin, repent, and then restore. Sin, repent, and then restore, repeated from the Israelites. Now let me ask you guys, if you were in the shoes of Moses or even Joshua, would you feel that, uh, what would you feel if you know that these people that you are shepherding is going to rebel again? Will you still shepherd them? Our natural human nature will tell us no. It will just give you disappointments, discouragement, hurts, waste of time, anxiety, stress, name it all. But here's the crucial part. It is at this time that it is crucial for us to focus on Jesus Christ. Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. Did you get that? It is given that those that we will shepherd are difficult people. Sinners like you and me. And if they weren't difficult, if they are not sinners, they don't need shepherding in the first place. Right? So Moses, Joshua, and of course Jesus were able to shepherd the people because they focused so much on what God calls them to do instead of their situations. Many, to, many people today stop loving. You stop caring for other people because they did not treat you back. And I pray that it will not be you. Instead, keep on loving. Keep on pointing people to Jesus Christ. Somebody once said this, you never lose when you love. And the only time that you lose is when you stop loving. And I like what Gene Mims wrote in his book, Moses on Leadership. He says, good leaders are good whether their people are or not. Good leaders are good whether their people are or not. And I know that this one is hard, but I also believe that it makes sense, right? And in Acts 4, verse 12, we know what's going to happen to people that doesn't have Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Salvation is free, but it is costly. One reality about salvation is that no matter how good it is to our life, it is not transferable, and it is 
a personal decision. People who don't have Jesus Christ as the shepherd does not have salvation. Remember, to point people to Christ is our primary calling. And let us keep pointing people to Jesus. As somebody said, Christianity is always one generation away from extinction. Joshua died 110 years old. And the Bible told us what happened in Joshua 24, verse 31. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the works that the Lord did for Israel. But after the elders died, Israelites go back once again to their sinful ways. Now let's go practical. How do we shepherd other people? Moses and Joshua shepherd the Israelites differently. But you know, they both receive spiritual authority from the Lord. Moses was tending flocks while Joshua was a warrior. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt while Joshua led the Israelites out to conquer the promised land. Both were successful in dealing or in fulfilling what God calls them to do. God speaks to Moses face to face. But Joshua gets near to God through the priest Eleazar. My point is that we shepherd people differently. But it is always God who is leading us. And what is most important when we shepherd other people is that we depend on God. And I like to emphasize, we receive spiritual authority from the Lord. Moses and Joshua are both selected by the Lord not handpicked by humans. Their spiritual authority started with Moses depending on God for spiritual authority. Then Joshua himself developed spiritual authority from Moses' leadership. And you know, right after, we see in our passage, Joshua received spiritual authority from Moses, which God commands. And lastly, during the time of Joshua, Joshua continued to grow in spiritual authority. Spiritual authority never fails, for it is composed of two things. It is God-ordained, and it is also God-sustained. Remember that spiritual authority is God-ordained and God-sustained. It does not develop automatically on us. It starts with us seeking God. And as your knowledge of the Lord grows, spiritual authority will result from leaders' experience with God. So our experience varies. And my journey of seeking God started quite late, when I was about to graduate 
And I thank God for sending many people who shepherd me. And many of them were Hope alumni. Some even migrated abroad. But up to this day, because of technology, we remain in touch. So spend time, build relationships, love those sheep, correct them when they commit mistakes, encourage them when they are down, and celebrate small wins with them. Care for them as how the Lord would care for them. And love them as how you would love yourself. And my, my friends, that is the practical way of shepherding other people. Now let me put it all together, what we talk about this morning. First, all of us here need Jesus Christ, the true shepherd. Without the shepherd, you will just exist, but you will not live. Secondly, pointing people to Christ is our primary calling. And I strongly urge all of us to become a shepherd to somebody. The only task to do is to point them to Christ. Shepherding we see as well is also difficult, but we must focus our eyes on Jesus as to how he shepherd us. Then it will enable us to shepherd other people. And last, very important, spiritual authority from God is what we need to successfully fulfill what he wants us to do. Now in closing, can I invite all of us to please stand? And I want us to read this beautiful psalm, Psalm 23. A beautiful psalm that is composed by King David, declaring that the Lord is his shepherd. And I pray that may this psalm be true in our personal lives and for the lost people that we will reach out to God's kingdom. Together, let us read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Lord, we give thanks that you are the ultimate shepherd. I pray that all of us will truly meet the true shepherd. Lord, enable our life every second to point people to your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, enable us to have compassion and never give up on people as you never give up on us. We pray all of this only in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.